And before we begin, I want to inform everyone about Hub City Design. Hub City Design is the best embroidery in West Texas. Hub City Design is custom leather patched hats, laser engravings on tumblers, you name it. Hub City Design enables businesses to slap their logo onto just about anything. Hub City Design is a company founded by Texas Tech alumni, so go support your Red Raiders or go treat yourself by visiting hubcitydesignlbk.com. Welcome to another episode of the Drew Screw Podcast. Today, current Rice basketball player and former tech player Malik Andigo joins the podcast as a co-host. Malik is also the former host of the infamous show Malik's Minute. And our former teammate that we will be interviewing doesn't need much of an introduction. With the 16th pick in the 2018 NBA Draft, the Phoenix Suns select Zaire Smith from Texas Tech University. Z, what's going on, man? How's it going? Glad to be here. <laughs> what are you laughing that for, Malik? Terrible. That was terrible, Zaire. Can you do that again, man? Like, what's How up, that man? Terrible? Bro, you, I go with something we do. Yeah, yeah. All right, we'll go ahead and start with uh, and Malik. You can feel since you're co-hosting here, you can feel free to chime in at any moment with uh, any sort of question you might have. Uh, but I want to talk about. Uh, I want to start this off with Zaire. How did you hear about the virus, and what did they tell you? I mean, I know you knew about the coronavirus, but how did they inform you? And what was the message like when they suspended the season? So I heard about it when, of course, when everybody first started hearing about it. Uh, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. So I really wasn't getting into it. And then once, I believe it was like the Oklahoma State game. No, Oklahoma Thunder game. Yeah. yeah. He said, what? Man, still stuck in the 12, Drew. He, he misses college. Still stuck in the 12. Yeah, he do. <laughs> All right, so what's, what's been your uh, – I know you're a hard worker. What's your workout routine been like? Because I know it's probably pretty limited. I, I assume the 76ers and the Blue Coats, their facilities are shut down temporarily during the virus so what is what have you been doing to stay in shape and to get up shots yes their stuff shut down so usually i do a in-home workout and i go to the park across the street to get my shots up hey you go to a park the parks are open man yeah it was hard to find who's been rebounding my stepdad andre and has been out in philadelphia or are you back in the garland dallas area uh philadelphia Mm. Uh, hold on, we can touch back on that in a second. Z, uh, it was Memorial Day weekend. Everybody had their fun. Um, what you, what was you doing for Memorial Day weekend? I'm interested. Memorial Day weekend, I, I didn't do much. Same old, same old. Usually, I just stay here in Philly and play the game and work out. When you say play the game, are you referring to 2K? Yep, 2K and Fortnite. I just got on Fortnite, so I'm playing that a lot. I'm not going to ask you because you're going to be you're going to your individual bias is going to come into play. But Malik is is Zaire a gamer? Like is he actually good? Um, <laughs> is he on my level? I don't think he's nowhere near that. But uh, we played each other a few times. He's solid at the park. He's not bad. But as a gaming standpoint, just being on the game all day, uh, he, he's on all the time. It must do out there. You know, you pick my brain, call me, figure out which games to play. He's supposed to be playing Warzone, but I don't know how that's working out so far. So Zaire, Zaire, what was your, what was your? I never even looked. I haven't played 2K in forever. But what was your 2K rating when you were on the game? Oh man, you don't even want to know. What you think it is? If I were the creator of 2K, I would put it upper 60s, 68. Oh my. What you think, Malik? What would you put it at? Jeez, man, I don't, I don't know. I, your, your rating? I honestly. Low 70, 70, 74. Yeah, that's a good one. 73, 74. Yeah, I put myself. 
Yeah, I put myself at a 74, 75, but they got me as a 72. A 72? Yeah. Eh, that's a soft Come estimate. On. I like it, though. You'll improve. Five years, you're going to be a 85, I'm calling it. It's, too, it's tough to be a 90, though. You can get to 85, five years. Why are you taking five years? He hating on you, man. I'm not hating on you, man. I just know he's in one of the most competitive industries in the entire world. He's hating on you. World, Craig. He's hating on you, man. Hey, Malik, you need to start talking to the mic, bro. I can't. It sounds like you got like a mask on. Are you Are you observing the the safety of the coronavirus with the mask on? I'm observing the safety of the group. I'm really in my headphones. Can you hear me now? Yeah, it's a little better, but you still sound muffled. But anyways. I do. All right, so Z, so let, let's say, so you've been playing basketball, you've been playing 2K. I just wanted to ask, this is a, a segue into, if basketball did not exist, what would, you, what would you be doing with your time? If basketball did not exist, I'd probably be playing football. Ah, playing football. Did you play fo- You didn't play football in high school, did you, or did you? Nah, I just ran, I just ran track uh, ninth and 10th grade year of high school. What races did you run in track? 100, 200, and 4 by one What was your fa- what was your fastest time in both the 100 and 200? It's been a while. I forgot. But 400, probably my peak was uh, probably 50 flat, maybe. Mm, that's moving. Yeah, do I sound a little bit better? Yeah, it sounds a lot better, Malik. Okay, great, great, great. We back in business. What I miss? What I miss? What yeah, I miss? We, were just, we were just talking a little track. Zaire said he ran a 50 flat 400. Yeah, he's slow, man. He can't. We'd be racing outside. We used to look at each other. He couldn't even beat me. And I wanted to kind of run it back on. So when you, when you said you were playing 2K, I forgot to ask, are you PS4 or Xbox? Uh, PS4. PS4. Do you have an Xbox as well? Uh, Yes, I do, but I don't be playing it. So you prefer PS4 over Xbox. Why? Most definitely because I guess it's, the controller is easier. And Xbox, I believe, it's kind of too big for my hands. You know, I got small hands. <laughs> you not have small hands. Yes, I do. I can't even palm the ball. You can't palm the ball? Nah. How does that happen? You have you have arms that are like you have a six ten wingspan. You can probably tie your shoes standing straight up and then you just have <laughs> tiny hands. But unless it just rips. It's, it's, I gotta keep it, practicing palming the ball, huh? It's actually yeah, it's actually nice to talk to someone who has both the PS4 or Xbox because some people they just have one or the other, so they're biased. But you have both and you say PS4 is better. Yeah. Okay, good. I'm glad we can agree on that. Okay, so now I want to shift to basketball, uh, in particular the recruiting aspect of your experience. When you were recruited out of high school, why did you choose Texas Tech over some of the other schools like Texas? So being recruited, uh, of course, I believe everybody knows by now that uh, I was getting low major offers and JUCOs and getting recruited to go to prep school. So I just felt like I wasn't ready for no high major, and when Texas Tech came along, they was still low-key and underrated. So I feel like I could play there because they had five seniors. So you were looking to play immediately. That's what that's kind of what came into the decision. A little bit. I just look forward so I can sacrifice and fight for my minutes, but I knew I was going to just probably get a little bit of playing time when I was at Tech because they had five seniors, so I knew uh, I was going to come off the bench and probably produce a little bit. Right. Little did you know you're going to end up starting and then end up only being there for one year. Right. Was I that ever was that was that ever in your mind that you were going to be there for one year? Not at all. When I first came in, I thought I was going to redshirt because <laughs> coming out of high school, I was playing the five. So I in college, you hear college probably like second best sport. So there's a lot of athletes in the game, especially the Big Twelve. 
Yeah. So I didn't feel like I was ready for the Big 12. So I just really grinded hard because I was scared. And I didn't feel like redshirting. That's wild. <laughs> you thought you were in a red shirt. Yeah, I thought I was on red. Shirt. But you started. You said you mentioned that you were playing the five in high school. I mean, you played towards the back end of the season after Zach Smith got hurt. You you had to play the five a little bit as well. Yes, I did. But the tremendous defense. I had a lot of help, so it really wasn't all on me. It was a team effort. I just had to force the baseline, then the double came, so it made me. Side, <laughs> side. That's true. <laughs> we had a phenomenal defense. Man. Hey, all right. I'm going to bring it up with that. Um, Here's a, here's a question I have that I haven't got to ask you, Z. Which and and you went to the you can't you watched the you watched our uh, the 2019 to, or 2018 2019 team play at Madison uh-huh. Square Garden. You came and watched uh, one of those games when we played Duke. So you right. watched you watched us up close in person. I say us, I mean the guys that actually play. But in your opinion, which team was better? Your year when we went to the Elite Eight or the Final Four team? Mm, that's a tough one. No, I'll be honest, uh, probably, man. You said what? Gotta be honest. Be honest, man. What's Let's your opinion, man. Malik? Uh it's tough, man. I. That's a tough question. You, it, it's it's honestly a really really good debate because the Final Four team obviously made it to the Natty, but that Elite right. Eight team was so deep and was. Banged up the whole season with Zach's foot, J Files concussion versus Keenan's toe. Keenan's toe, and it was like we were still right there, like plugging along. And I think Villanova is one of the best teams. Oh like, yeah, Villanova teams probably one of the best teams ever in the decade. I think that's team of the decade. We I could I could debate that with anybody in college basketball. So it's tough. Uh, it, it's so are you really just tough. copping out here on the answer? Or are you going to actually choose one? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I go with uh, uh, my year. Z- Zaire's going with his year? Everybody was healthy my year. I go with my year. All right, you're going your year? I figured you would do that just because you were on the team. Even if I was What you saying, Drew? I'm saying, I mean, one team went to the Final Four. The other team went to the Elite Eight. But you can argue that, I mean, well, both teams did lose to the uh, national the, na- the national champ. Uh, I think a healthy Elite Eight team with a healthy Keenan, not with a messed up toe, and a healthy Zach – I'd say the Elite Eight team just because of, of the depth of that team. Right. But as far as the Final Four team, I mean, you could also dude, Tariq, Tariq Owens, Owens the, 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 the will to win, man, with Matt and Tariq and those guys, I mean, the will to win was just incredible. Uh, it was unusual for that Final Four team. But So I'd go Final Four team just off the bat, uh, given the circumstance. But I'd say if everyone's healthy, I'm going Elite Eight team. So kind of a cop-out answer. I agree. No, nah, I feel that. I feel that. No, nah, it was just like Tariq when he rolled his angle versus Michigan. That was ridiculous. Right? To come walk out there. You see, and that joint was fat, too. That wasn't no <laughs> run of the mill. And B France stepped up and KY. All the, I, yeah, I'm probably going to go Final Four. So two against a lot one. Of people, a lot of people yeah. stepped up, and I felt like we peaked at the right time. Uh, you're right. You're right. Up in the right time for the Final Four. So I'm going to say over the course of the season, growth and peaking, I'll, I'll go Final Four just off of that alone. And toughness. Like, them dudes, them dudes is tough. I like your take. I like your take. I agree with that. I agree with that. All right, so we're going to go uh, next question I want to ask you, Zaire. What was your – okay, so we all know your favorite dunk ever, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's got to be the one against uh, SFA, your 360 March hey, Madness alley I'm, I'm going to cut you off right there real quick. I remember we're in a hotel, like, Two days before the game, you know, you get the little break. And I think we was coming back from a team meal. 
And Z was like, dude, I just had a dream. I got a 360 dunk in the tournament. What? I could a 360 dunk in the cool. tournament. I'm kind of looking at this dude like, nah, bro, it's not. All right, bro. Like, all right, bro. You know what I'm saying? All right, cool. Two days later, he did it. <laughs> is that true, Zaire? That is true. It wasn't no oop, but it was just a fast break, not 360. And I was like, bro, I had to do my 360. You had a dreamy 360. Was that common for you to have dreams of you doing unusual dunks? At all. That was not coming at all. Wow. And then so you when just I had did, a dream. I was so shocked. Wow. I want to get back on defense. If you were I in saw a, that little nasty walk stare down. It was lit. Sir, so would you say that's your favorite dunk and in, in yeah. game dunk? Yeah. If you were in a if you were in a dunk contest, what kind of dunk would you do? I don't think I'm built for no dunk contest. My dunk just happened naturally. I can't just go out there and dunk. I feel like too much pressure. Yeah. Because I probably make it look too easy. So I don't know. Okay. <laughs> you know. You are I more of a game dunker. Yeah. All right. Um, well, I want to – I guess my favorite – I don't know if you remember this. My favorite dunk that I've ever seen you do, it's not the 360 dunk. My favorite dunk is – I don't know if you remember. You probably do remember because you probably have film of it. But maybe you do, maybe you don't. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm going to walk you through this. So, And you, you probably will remember it. But with all the dunks you've had, maybe you won't. But uh, you and I are on the same team. We're doing four-on-four half-court in practice. <laughs> I had the ball – I had the ball about free-throw line extended – and I believe, you know, some poor defender was guarding me, probably like a Jarrett Colvert type deal. And I got past him, and I thought I had like a small window to get a layup off. So I kind of shot a quick layup. But then Norrance came over and just beat it off the glass, like just swatted it off the glass, like hard, aggressively. And and he yelled, these are his words, not mine. And I quote, he said, give me that shit. And all of a sudden, Zaire, who's on my team, <laughs> caught it off the ricochet off the backboard and then grabbed it with two hands and pretty much put his armpit in the rim. Again, I've never seen someone like, I mean, there's an alley-oop, yeah, that's cool, but Norrence blocked it, said, give me that shit, and then Zaire caught it off the ricochet and then just dunked it like on Norrence. So it was awesome because for a brief second, I'm thinking, man, like this feels demoralizing because it's not, it doesn't feel good to get your shot blocked. All of a sudden, Zaire just catches it and throws it down. I'm like, oh my gosh. What was, like, was it during beginning of the season? No, dude, it was uh, – yeah, summer? kind of. It was in practice. Was the summer? The only practice that I remember. That was kind of – The tip dunk. The tip dunk that – yeah, yeah, yeah. That tip dunk was nasty. There's that one. There's I the – uh, video of that. Uh, there was one in practice where he caught it from one side of the rim. Like, he reversed it. He, like, it was like a double clutch reverse, and he finished on the other side of the rim. That was nasty. My favorite dunk probably the Kennesaw State where – oh. He threw the lob, or more threw like a lob chest pass, and it was like Z doing like a diving dunk. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that was crazy. Hurt my back. That was that was different right there. All right, we're gonna move on to uh, oh Malik. So you guys were roommates. What's the weirdest thing you saw Zaire do when you guys were while you guys were Ooh, living with each other? You about to edit some stuff out here, boy. <laughs> oh, give me a, give me an appropriate story. The appropriate story. I don't know. He he was just. Dude's a character, man. He always in his robe. I've never seen Zaire Smith without his robe, and I bet money if you FaceTime. Zia, you wearing a robe right now? It's too hot for all that. Nah, all right, all right, all right. No matter, that's a lot, because I know he always wearing a robe. I think some weird stuff I seen him do was we all in the living room, he comes out in his drawers, and nothing but his drawers, because we always talk about Z got no swag, he got no J's, he got no drip, yada, yada, yada. He always wearing some mismatched slides. 
he pulls up in his room in some brand new, fresh out the box Jays, walking off funny, trying to get some water. Like, just, he's just weird, man. He got jewelry. He puts his rings on his pinky toe, dripped out, walks outside with jewelry on his feet. Shoot. He, uh, he's yeah, weird, man. Just, I had a unique style. Huh? I had a unique had style. A unique, the best style. No, that was, that was none. There was no style with you. I don't know, man. There was um, but we had a lot of good times though. We would uh, we have fashion shows in the house. We have fashion shows. Some people would come over, play a little bit of two on two mini hoop in the living room until like two in the morning, doing some stupid stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. We did a lot of stuff, man. Yeah, it was a good time. I, I'm, I'm trying to. <laughs> so yeah, I'm trying to, with our best, but we we had some fun in that house. We had a lot of fun a lot in that of fun. house. A lot of late nights, Sunday versus ski. When you leave and ski, bring you my grades. What was it? What was it? My grades. My grades. Study, study hall. Study hall. Study hall, man. Sunday night, we pull back to the crib. Everybody eating, acting a fool. Zaire's favorite time was study hall. It was. Oh, I, I just watched film. <laughs> At what point did you realize, like, okay, I don't I, like you? Pro- At some point, you probably thought you were gonna get a degree. But then once you started getting really good and your numbers were going up and your PT was going up, you probably were just like, okay, I'm not going to be here too much longer. Yeah, like I really wanted to come back for my second year because I feel like I really wasn't ready. Again, playing the four in college, then going to that NBA, then got to transition to the two. So like if I'm in the 20s and down, i probably come back. But then I just kept seeing my name top. 10 through 16 and I like I might I just gotta go because you never know what will happen next year and this is a one in a lifetime opportunity right yeah I can't blame you for that but I do no, remember I do remember this is when you were it was pre-March Madness we're in the locker March Madness is about to start up the bracket just came out and you were maybe in the second round at that point you were a second round on the mock draft and I remember looking at you and saying all right Z like are you are you gonna leave next year? And you said, "Heck no! Like I guarantee, like I'm not leaving next year." And I said, "All right, well, what if?" I remember that. You remember this? Yeah. And, and I said, "What if we? Yeah. What if we go on a deep March Madness run and you're a big part of it? And all of a sudden you're like a mid first round pick. Are you leaving?" And then you just kind of like ignored it. And like, do you remember what I'm talking about? <laughs> yup. <laughs> you said I'm not leaving. And then after we, after we lost to Villanova, you like <laughs> we got on the bus to drive back to the hotel to get our stuff after we lost to Villanova in the Elite Eight. And I was sitting behind you on the bus, and you turned around and looked at me, and you were scrolling through the mock draft, and you were like mid first round, and you gave me the two fingers up like deuces, I'm out. Peace. I remember that. <laughs> Wait, I, was, I said peace. You can't you can't blame them though. I mean, I think everybody would do the same thing. Did you stop going to class after that? No, nah, I kept going to class. I finished out my first. Nah, year. bro. People was like, "Why are you still in the, the class?" Day he like, yeah, I kept going. I probably wasn't paying attention, but I was still there. <laughs> No, bro, the day he declared for the draft, the next day he in class with us. I'm like, dude, why are you here? He said, I just want to get my education. I, showed, I was showing up late because I was working out. But I feel like I need to be respectful and go to class because education's first. You, you don't man, even believe that. Right, man. He walking – nah, he knew what he was doing. He walked into class mad late. The teacher was over here. Congratulations, I hear. Whole class giving him a stand man, I hated class. That. He knew what he was doing. I know he did. <laughs> but I told the teacher I was going – I said I had to get my grind in first. Agree. She said out to that teacher. I forgot his name. You know his name, Malik Weaver. Cool Professor teacher. Weaver. Professor Weaver. Shout out to him. He probably yeah, understood man. though. He a cool dude, he man. You showing up late because your your workout ran a little bit over. I thought it was weird yeah. that 
I thought it was weird. I mean, not weird, but I thought it was very unusual that so we lose to Villanova, and everybody wants to take a couple days off just because the season is so long. But then I heard that you were the day after we lost to Villanova, we got back late, late at night because we had some travel issues, and you were in the gym at the United Supermarkets Arena at 8 a.m. Like you already had a full sweat at 8 a.m. Oh. Just a gym rat. Just love of the game. Man, I had to get some stress off because it lost. And I knew probably I was going to leave, so I just had to get in early. Young, body not aching or anything like that. All right, so then you get drafted, 16th overall pick. And you were, I think you were drafted by uh, the Suns, right? And then traded to the 76ers. Yep. Did you get to keep, so, because I remember seeing you in a Phoenix Suns hat. Did you get to keep that hat? Nah, we went back to the uh, back. And we traded hats. Interesting, and <laughs> um, and then so you signed with, let's see, Rock Nation Sports was the agency you signed with. How did the process right. go into signing with Rock Nation? My people handled that. My mom, uh, she just handled all that because I believe at the time I still couldn't talk to agents, but they could. So when I decided I was leaving, we talked to them and they had a good plan for me. And that uh, Rock Nation Sports, for our listeners that don't know, I mean, it's a talent agency that was founded by Jay-Z, I think, in 2013. And, are, and it represents, like, a diverse talent pool. Like, I think they I think they represent Kyrie, Saquon, Rihanna. They have a couple rap, like Meek Mill. I think they have a few artists. But, um, so, I mean, I... With BDA Sports. Who's the, who's the most famous person you met just within that Rock Nation uh, kind of group like I'm sure you've been on been in certain places to where like through Rock Nation and yeah, met certain a, people yeah we had a bunch uh, especially we had like meetings in California uh, soccer players NFL player but I just can't think think of a name off the top of my head right now I remember seeing a picture with you and Drake at one point I was like how is he with Drake right now yeah uh, Drake? he had a concert yeah he had a concert uh, at Wells Fargo Center we all went and we went to the back and took a picture with her that's a lot. That's awesome. All right, so then, cool dude. so then you signed. Uh, so you signed a hefty contract. I want to ask this question. So what's been? I, here, here's kind of where I just. This is just the image in my head. Like I remember after we lost to Villanova, like a couple of weeks, you're still at the. You're, you're a gym rat as always, and you didn't have a car at the time. And I remember seeing you sitting outside of the arena calling someone for a ride with, like, your cracked iPhone 5. <laughs> I just remember thinking, like, here in a few months, this guy's going to have extra money to do whatever he wants with. And so I guess my question to you is, what's been the best part about having a little extra money? Really just take care of your family and stuff like that. I'm still cheap, so I really don't spend money on myself. So just taking care of them and investing and making your money make money, really. Yeah, I know you've always been a penny pincher, and so that, that didn't penny change. Pincher, man. But what's been the biggest purchase you've made since you made since you signed that contract? Uh, probably a car. I uh, bought a Camaro. That's about it. Then I buy a little jewelry every now and then. I like gold teeth. <laughs> or something, something. Grills. I like it. So you signed with Puma, and I remember talking to. Um, I want to. My question that I'm going to get to is the process and why you chose Puma. Obviously it's a great brand. Nothing I mean it's it's awesome. But why did why did you end up choosing Puma? How did that decision process right. go down? Uh Right Nation set that up for me and I just feel like I feel like I'm a unique person. They had unique shoes and they underrated. 
and they had some clean shoes, so I like Puma really. And they was comfortable basketball shoes when I tested them out. Did they did they make like a special pair of basketball shoes to form to mold your foot or no? Yup, uh, I got some insoles on my foot when I uh, broke my fifth meritorsal, so they did a good job on that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I, now, now I want to talk about that. That brings up a good point. That so you had just got drafted. You signed a Puma contract. I mean, you were a high school player. In your career, you were always the underdog. I mean, you weren't highly recruited. Nobody predicted you to be a first-round, I mean, a, a one-and-done in college. And right. you were always playing out of your position. And I just want to – I mean, and then you get drafted. You're the 16th overall pick in the NBA draft, and that's a player's dream. I mean, you feel like you're on top of the world. I mean, that's – I mean, I think the percentage is like .03 as far as high school basketball players end up getting drafted in the NBA. So now you feel like you're on top of the world. Everything's going great. You signed a Puma contract. You're meeting all these guys like Drake. You're buying a car. Everything's going great. And then you hit extreme adversity. I mean, this is one of the best stories I've ever heard. I mean, not, I mean, not best stories, but one of the most unique stories. But, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you fractured your foot and you went through a, what was it, like a, a thoracoscopy where you had an allergic reaction? Yeah. And I mean, you were so walk, walk me through how that happened. I mean, the, the right. allergic reaction. I mean, it was near, it was a near death experience, right? Yup, it was. So it was near death. So I believe I ate some bad peanut butter, something like that, nuts, something was in it. And then my lips started getting big. I know they already did. Yeah, they're already big. <laughs> but it started swelling. So I drove home for about 10 minutes. Then I start brushing my teeth out because it happened before when I was little. So I start brushing my teeth out, then start reading the book about an hour later. Start itching to catch a house. So I called my mom so she could give me some Benadryl or something. Then right when she came in, I was throwing up blood. And then I passed out and I told her to call 911 oh. so they can give me some EpiPen or something. I guess my EpiPen was out. Your EpiPen was, was expired? Yeah, it was expired. Mm. So then the ambulance came in. Next thing you know, I was just in the I remember waking up and I was back at the ambulance and then I was in the hospital for like two months or a month, my bad. I heard it was, I mean, it was a terrible experience. I heard they found like a hole in your esophagus and you went from, yeah. I think you were 200 pounds. You ended up, you ended up going down to 160. So you lost 40 pounds. And yes. I mean, you were, you were like, that was a near death experience. And then uh, I heard that, I mean, since you went, you lost so much weight, you were, I mean, and I heard you were sneaking into the 76ers practice facility at like four four thirty in the morning and getting up shots with your pops right when, I mean, right when you had enough, uh, I guess, energy to do anything. Is that right? Yes, because first I was when I got back home, I was on the feeding tube, so I had to be on that for like six to nine hours, I believe. And then I didn't want to be seen because I was skinny. I'm like, I like Skeletor's baby brother. So I didn't want to be seen at all. <laughs> So I, I snuck, well, I got in probably around 4 a.m. every time, every day, and just got some shots up. It was a long process. Since I was so skinny, I barely can shoot the ball. So it was tough. Now, I remember when you pulled up to the, the game of the garden, man. We saw you after the game with that big man. jacket on. You look, you, you look. I didn't man. know I looked like that until I saw some pictures. Because, you know, I'm so used to looking at myself. So I thought I got a little bit bigger. I'm looking at I'm like, God dang, my nigga's skinny. <laughs> Yeah, bro, you was you was mad small. I was like, dang, bro, you good? He was trying to hide it with that big jacket he was wearing. Bro, if I would have known, bro, I would never pulled up. <laughs> I thought I was, I thought man, I was we glad. Bro, we glad you showed out though, man. Uh, that was a good time at yeah. the game. 
So you were sneaking in the 76ers practice facility and you're in a you're in a like a bathrobe, like you're in your hospital robe and your and your dad's rebounding for you. And then I heard so so how did you gain all that weight back? What was the process like? I heard you were drinking seven protein shakes like a day or something. So how did you gain that weight back and muscle back to where cuz I mean now you're you're already back into NBA shape. You've already you played in an NBA game since then. So and most people would have said Look, man, like this is a near death experience. I'm done playing around with this stuff. Right. How did your perspective kind of change on life? I know that's a loaded question, but I mean, when people mm-hmm. say that they almost like had a near death experience, they tend to look at life a little bit differently. Most definitely, like I I try to enjoy every sunlight I can get, just enjoy nature and all that. But it just made me hungry, so every minute I could, I'm doing push ups, sit ups, everything, all that, and grinding really. And so you gained your weight back. You played in a few NBA games. I think you even started towards the end of the season for the 76ers. You had a couple games where you started back-to-back uh-huh. and, and had double figures in both outings. But, I mean, did you ever did you ever sit back and just kind of look around and be like, man, I almost – I went through a near-death experience, and I and here I am back. I'm starting for the NBA – I'm starting for the Philadelphia 76ers. Did you ever, like, just kind of look around and appreciate, I mean, that you went through such a remarkable, I mean, comeback? Most definitely. That's why I just keep grinding. Don't take anything for granted because any day could be your last day. So I'm going out with a bang. All right. I want to ask, and Malik, uh, once again, you can feel free. I mean, I know you had a Malik's Minute show back in the day where you were grilling people up with great nah, questions, man, but you've I, been I you've been quiet lately, man. I, I don't I don't know what you want me to say, man. You running it? You running the show? I'm on, I'm on Drew's Crew podcast. It ain't Malik's Minute. I was just cold. But anyways, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so Zaire. I want to ask you, what what was the difference between – so you've played in three different levels within the last couple of years. You've played for mm-hmm. Texas Tech where college is – I mean, it's I mean it's a different game. And then you played for the Philadelphia 76ers and also the Blue Coats, the G League team of the affiliate of the 76ers. Describe to me each one of those and how they're different. Uh, college level, I believe it's just different because it's kind of uh, just – you're really grinding, really. And you're trying to get to that next level. So I believe every person on that team is sacrificing to play hard. And in G League, everybody really trying to get up out of it and grinding. So you really got to bring your A game. And it can be tough some nights. So everybody on the team, that's why it'd be 150 to 130 because everybody can get a bucket. So it's a really underrated in the G League. The NBA is just more everybody just pure talent. And it's hard and it's more structured and you just got to be disciplined, simple. So it's it's completely different, all three levels. Would you say in the G League? I've been to a few G League games, just watching like Norris and Tariq. I've been to a couple here in Frisco, Texas, and I would say my analysis is that people are once they're in the G League, they're trying to get out. They don't want to be there very long, so they're trying to. It's it's kind of like a open gym type setting where if you get the ball, it's going up because it's a one on one game. And you can. I don't think any of your blue coat teammates are going to be listening to this podcast. So would you say? that even in your mind when you're in the G League that you kind of maybe play a little bit more selfishly than you would either in college or the NBA? Yeah, you got to because how are you going to get to that next level if you're not showcasing your skills and everybody else trying to do that? So you just, it's really you just got to try to get yours. That's a good point. So, so Z, with all the – But, yeah. So, so talking about the whole G League, NBA aspect, college aspect, so – with this new rule that's being in place where kids are going straight to the G League, kids are going overseas, what what are your thoughts on taking the college route, being a and grinding, get to that point? Would you, if you can go back to that time where 
you was a five-star recruit, say you were a five-star recruit, mm-hmm. and you get to choose between going to the G League, getting the bag, going overseas and getting the bag, or would you take the college route if you was like a five-star? I believe if I was a five-star, I probably want to go to college just to experience. But if I'm ready, it could be another story. Like some of these kids out of high school, they really – they ready. So – and they can get money while playing that. So it's, a, it's 50-50 really. But I understand where they're coming from because they can go overseas or go to the G League, make 500000 get that NBA experience, and then be ready for the uh, draft next year. Yeah, would you, so so you you for like guys getting compensated, guys getting paid when it comes to the NCAA. Like, would you would you not mind if you would got a few extra bucks when you was at Tech? No, I wouldn't mind. I'm for that. <laughs> I believe they should get paid. Yeah, I'm, so much revenue. I yeah, exactly. I agree that you should be able if you're good enough, man. You don't need to go to college. What's the point of Zaire? I mean, well, at the time he didn't know he was good enough, but what's the t- what's the point of Zaire going sitting through you know a, a boring history class that he's going to be zoned out the entire time watching film I mean it's just a waste of his time always go back and get your education you're like not I you're am. not going to get your degree yes, you're just I talking am. you're I not going to get your degree yes, no. you're full of it dude you're full you know there's no way not right now but soon I'm gonna have people help me you know <laughs> didn't you try that already you, you tell the viewers we'll be honest here. you even cut this out you tried so, it though when I broke my fifth maritosal uh, my agent was like, go ahead, try to get your college, uh, get some extra credit. So I agreed with him. I got that blackmail saying, log into your online classes. And I was like, man, I ain't about to do this no more. Blackboard. I just thought, blackboard. I'm like, no, sir. I mean, if he doesn't even know what the website blackboard is called, he called it blackmail. There's no chance he's getting, he's going to finish his education. I don't, I don't, I don't, I, I, I put a, I put a soft bet on that off the record. I, I put a time bet he's not gonna go back. In the next, what's, what's your time frame? Are you gonna go back to get your your degree? Uh, five years maybe. Five years. You gonna start it in five years? He doesn't. He doesn't believe this. Started. I, I I don't. I don't believe it at all. I don't believe it at all. If, even when I retire, I'm gonna go back. <sighs> so, but it's gonna. I know you, get you that, young. Bro. You just mentioned retirement. You know, you're in quarantine, you're not doing too much, but if you ever have this type of free time again when you're away from the game down the future, you ever thought about taking a vacation? Have you ever thought of anything about that? Uh, no, I'm a big grinder. When you retired? <laughs> grind. oh, when you're retired? When oh, you're retired. That's what I'm saying. Are you talking about retired, man? You, you All right, so when I retire, I should have a family by then, right? So I'm be helping my kids and traveling all over the world with them because they probably gonna be active. So I probably won't have time to get my degree. So, you know, I don't know. Can you help me understand? Can you help me understand family, this? Man. Can you help me under? Hold on, Malik. Like Zaire, can you help me understand this? Like a guy like me that's not gonna play in the NBA ever. Like I get, I get my degree because so you know. Then, so it's it's a it's a way to eventually achieve financial uh, freedom, I guess, like you can make mm-hmm. money. You already have the financial freedom, which you kind of already do. Why would you go back and get your degree? Just for the principle of it? Yeah, just for the principle. I'm probably just talking. I don't plan on going back. All right, yeah, exactly. Thank you for admitting that. Yeah, you're not going back. Just be honest. Yeah, I'm not. But the real question is, are you ever going to go back to Lubbock? I heard you. I mean, you haven't been back to Lubbock in forever, man. The fans love you there. I mean, I think there was every game last year, there's a guy that sits on the front row, and he wears a 76ers Zaire Smith jersey to every game. And you have not been back to Lubbock. Man, I was about to go this summer, but the quarantine happened. You were going to run a camp? 
uh, I had that in mind. Malik uh, had that offered that to me. Hopefully, me and Jared can. But we're gonna talk about that later. So you plan on going back to Lubbock this summer? Oh, most definitely. Nah, this yeah, this summer. But the quarantine happened. But once all this quarantine stuff over with and the NBA season over with, I'm going for sure. Good man. So, those people miss you, man. Yeah. All right. So I'm gonna throw a cookout. You throw a cookout? What you yeah, cooking, man? Cookout. You know you can't I don't cook. know. We're going to go somewhere to a party. We're going to throw a cookout. And we're going to have a good time and turn up, you know? Z, you, like, you don't turn up, man. Z, the most boring person ever. Like, he don't do nothing. Like, it, no disrespect. Like, you crying. Them loving fans going to get it out of me. <laughs> they going to get it out of you? I, I've probably seen Zaire Smith at a function maybe twice. I, I think you only went out on your vid, honestly. And I, I heard about yeah. the low hoop experience. I think it was a low hoop freshman, and that was it. You don't go out, bro. You don't do nothing. Yeah, I went to low hoop uh, with my visit with Jared Culver. Yeah, that was fun. That was a good time. How was that? It was fun. We, we, we was, and Zach was the key there. Uh, we would just turn it up to Rick Ross, really. And I didn't know. I don't, I don't listen to these new school music. So I didn't know what Rick Ross was saying. So I was acting like I knew the lyrics and turned it up. What is your type of music? Born, but hey, I like old school. Still tipping. UGK, down south music. That's awesome. Still tipping. On four foes. Repping four. Yeah. <laughs> Man's an old head, bro. How is your how has your process changed? I mean, in college you could work out non-stop just because we only had two games a week but then when you get to the nba you get to the next level you're having you have back-to-back sometimes you're maybe you're playing uh you're playing a lot more games and so how has your process changed i mean you can't continue to do that to your body right and i agree it was hard for me at first uh, because i used to be in in college after the game i go to the gym wake up next morning go to the gym and look but you got to take care of your body because you're going to feel it like my body used to be sore all the time so i had to just relax and i took all day off. Usually I take half days off and go back to the gym. I have to take all days off and just heal my body. And I'm starting to ice. I ice my knees. I might not. I might progress to the cold tub, but not right now. But icing is important. Just taking care of your body, getting massages daily, and stretching. Usually I don't stress. I go on the court. I'm ready. So I take care of my body by stretching, foam rolling, all the little stuff. Do you hire any third party uh, individuals to or trainers or masseuses to to work on you now that you have a little bit of extra money or is it kind of this because I know in college you have you you have access to all the resources you have a nutritionist at tech you have a weight coach you have Bullshit. a trainer and I know it's similar like that in the NBA but as far as I mean they're not they're not they're not they're not scheduling all your meals I assume in the NBA like they were at tech and they're not uh I mean I don't know how is, is that is that changed though uh, not really. I usually use the uh, masseuse and massages at uh, the Sixers facility. But <laughs> the nutrition <laughs> part, they can just guide me. But I really know what to eat because I let you guys. So my mom up here, so she cooked for me. But on the road, it's a different story. That's probably why I need one for the road because I just be eating out because I ain't got no access to no healthy food because they eat sushi and all that stuff. And I'm not – I just want some chicken strip. So basic, dude. Z, Z, what's been your – I got two questions. What's been your favorite NBA pro moment so far? 
and you was talking about how your mom lived with you. How how big of an impact has she made on that transition from being so close to you, from being a college student to being a professional athlete? She cooked my meals, and she's not strict on me as she was when I was a kid. So that's that's dope. So I really make my own decisions now because I'm a grown man. Look in my favorite NBA moment. Mm, I don't know. I had a lot. Probably just playing in the city for the first time in Dallas. No, that's nice. How was that that's situation like when you come? Because you, you went to high school, Lakeview Centennial. You grew up in the Garland area, and so that's where all your friends and family, cousins, everyone wants those tickets for, from you. Uh, when you when you played in Dallas, how did that go down? I mean, you have probably hunt, everybody you've ever known your entire life probably wants to go to that game. How'd you narrow that list down? I just had to tell them. I, I asked other teammates for tickets, but I just had to tell them I only get like four, five tickets. It's really, we get two on the road, so I have to ask other people for tickets if they can give it to me. So probably had five tickets to give away. So I just had to tell them straight up. It wasn't hard. Yeah, I assume once you get to that level, I mean, becoming no becomes a, a normal. You become a lot better at saying no to people because everybody's demanding your attention. Most definitely. Um, since Malik kind of called you out on some of the weird things you did while you guys were roommates, I'll give you the, the freedom and I'll allow you to uh, inform the listeners about anything weird that Malik did. If- Man, let me tell you about Malik. Malik was the messiest roommate. Me and Jerry be chilling. And we that's had- a lot, bro. Oh, that's God. Oh, my finish. God, that's a lot. Let lie. me finish. Okay. Just listen. Let me finish. Malik had clothes on the couch. His food was all ways out. It, it stunk. We had to take, me and Jerry had to take the trash can all. We was on the first Lying. floor, so, you know, when people Lying. come in, they smell like that. So we had to clean up Malik, but we played games in the room. That's the only good part of having him as a roommate, just playing his games. NBA Street, oh, NFL no, Street Football. No. Okay, that's it. let me tell y'all something. That's a lie because we knew who was a dirty roommate in that house, and we're not going to say no names, but they did have a dog. Okay, if you hear this podcast, I'm sorry. Two, Z, I was the furthest thing from dirty. I had the cleanest room in the house. I, had the, I was the cleanest dude in the house. You know that. You know what I'm saying? My fault. I, my, my clothes in the dryer. Y'all take them out, put them on the couch. Cool. I go upstairs, put them away. Whoop de whoop. Y'all was in my room all the time. Don't lie on me like that. I was the cleanest What about the roommate. food you leave out? I don't leave out food. I take my own trash out. I have my own trash in my room. Y'all, y'all was downstairs. I tell you, that was downstairs problem. I had to deal with my with, with our roommate in the upstairs in the hallway. That's what I had to deal with. And I still don't know how I did that. But no, nah, don't, don't disrespect me like that. Z was way weirder than me, bro. He, I just, what he did was just different stuff. Like, he be doing some wild stuff, bro. Like, just, I can go through my Snapchat memories. Dude's a whole clown. But I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, it's only so much I can say, and I can't. Like, so, me, on a little simpler note, yeah, cool, better than that, but... If we really want to talk trash, Jay was the weirdest roommate. Jay was the most sneakiest, never knew it was coming. Come home at 2 in the morning, bumping mute. Jay, Jay was the Jay one. come home at 2 a.m. 2 a.m. in the morning from the gym. Oh, yeah, Malik, while you were messing around playing 2K, Jarrett was out grinding. Why, why That's I'm crazy. Sleep, I was asleep. I was asleep. While he playing 2K, Malik be upstairs playing 2K while Jarrett grinding. I hey, didn't who, play 2K18 freshman year. That's a crazy part. I didn't play 2K that year. It was trash, bro. Y'all just love lying on me, man. Y'all just love lying on me. Hey, Zaire, who's winning one-on-one, Culver or you? Oh, that's uh, me and Jerry used to do that all the time. We so competitive. We be in the gym all day. So after our workout, 
me and Jerry get the ball. We play five seconds. So I think I'm up 2-1 right now. So, as you know, numbers don't lie. So I'm 2-1. I'm two. He won. You do the math. Yeah, I believe it. I think you're. I think you're a little bit better than Jarrett. It takes so, too many. He's just a volume. Right. He's just a volume shooter, right? Drew's like Drew's the biggest. Seconds. Drew's the, the biggest Jarrett hater I've met. How am I a Jarrett? I'm not a Jarrett hater. Because he kicked the butt in ones all the time. All the no, time. he didn't. I got him one time. Oh my goodness! You got him a couple times. Congratulations, but like. Drew, you can't even beat yeah, me on one. This is where it's coming Keep going. I remember we played hard one-on-one -on -one with Casey, and we just kept going back and forth for hours. Because we, we wanted to win. You know, I, I wanted to lead the court and win it, and he wanted to lead the court and win it. So, yeah, do what we do. That's why I didn't sleep much. Man, we so competitive. We played one-on-one. We used to play one-on-one with the goals, many hoops on our doors. Nah, I used to piss me off, though. It'd be three in the morning. DJs be going at it. Horse. All right. Then we'd like to brag. Next day, we'd be like, yeah. You see, you know what happened last night, Paul. Hey, Z, what would you say? What are you going to work on this summer? Like, what are you trying to develop? Most players at that level, they're trying to improve on some particular skill during the summer. And Maturity because he's childish. What would you say? Uh, Maturity because he's childish. Ball handling. Really, and continue developing my shooting. I like it. I mean, you have the hugest. You have the, one of the biggest advantages. I mean, your your legs are practically manufactured from trampoline. I mean, but yeah, if you could put a decent, well, you you have a decent shot now. But some ball handling. Mm -hmm. I mean, dude, you're gonna be. I think you're gonna be back in no time. Most definitely, I agree. What's the next move? Are you staying with the? Um, um, I mean, and you don't may not have to answer this, but do you, you think? I mean, do you think you're staying with the 76ers? What do what you? What's, what's the next move? I believe I'm staying with the 76ers because uh, they have a process for me. It's all about trusting the process. Who is your favorite uh, NBA teammate up to this point? I don't want to answer that because I really just you know, I don't want to answer that. <laughs> okay. Because I don't mess with them. What about you? You you during the G League, I think your rookie season you got to play with Keenan. How was that? You get a little bit of a relationship with him, another Texas Tech oh, yeah. player. Yeah, uh, I know the fans love that. Me and Keenan, like since we knew each other game, so we always we were just we connected like that. I believe my first bucket in the G League was off his pass on the, uh, me trailing. So it was fun playing against Keenan. We both did good. But favorite teammate, I probably go with Shape. We're close. What kind of guys yeah, Ben? Yeah. What kind of guys Ben Simmons like? Ben Simmons Edit this cool. out. Edit this what? out. Nah, give me a, give me a, give me a, give me an answer I can have. Ben Simmons cool. He a hard worker. I know a lot of people always on him, but he he's working hard and he's a cool dude. Does he work on his jump shot? Yes, all the time. He oh. just mess with y'all. He can shoot. He just mess with y'all. <laughs> okay. I want to see it. All right, we're going to edit this piece up. Can he really shoot? Yeah. All right, we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. And that concludes another episode of the Drew's Crew Podcast. Z, I appreciate you taking the time to come on and join the show. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Y'all be safe. And Malik, thank you for co-hosting. Yes, hey, man, I didn't even do too much. I was just chilling here. Uh, nice All right, boys. All right, boys. Country talk. Is that how it – dude, I do not sound like that, man.